Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. So welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneur podcast. And with me, as always, is the beautiful, the sparkly, the magical, the marvelous Therese Tucker. All those faces are me trying to like hurry up and get it live in the group before the introductions. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I did it. It's fine. Happy New Year. Welcome to the first yeah. podcast of 2018, which is going to be a kick-ass fucking awesome year. Let me just oh, say, no. I've decided that's what it's going to be for all of us. not just. <laughs> oh, it's totally, I, I feel it. I think everybody feels it. It's time it's time for shit to get good right <laughs> better it gets better <laughs> presupposing it was already fucking awesome and now for more awesomeness <laughs> well the energy seems to agree with that i mean what's going on in the sky and how things look numerically i love i love 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 numerology there's just something about it i find really satisfying and i feel like as one of the um divination art forms it feels like truest to energy because um numbers you know numbers are the same in every language and it doesn't change it's like a universal language and like oh there it is that's why because it is the universal language so numerically speaking 2018 when you add up that number is an 11 and in numerology 11 is a master number and it's about Instant grat like I was gonna say instant gratification, which it can be, <laughs> but it's more bring about on, instant. Bring on, bring on. <laughs> instant manifestation. Uh, so it's really like what you think becomes, mm-hmm. and um, it is eleven tends to be. Um, I like to call it. What's the word I'm looking for? I was gonna say rigid. It's not rigid, but it is very like you have to be in integrity with your thoughts. So if you are saying 2018 is going to be a great year and you're like, God, I fucking hate, (laughs) I already hate it. You're out of alignment with what you're speaking, uh, which means that your manifestations are not going to be uh, the instant manifestation. It has to do with what your present thought is. So if your present thought is is shitty, present feeling. Exactly instant right so so yeah rach we let's talk about what we were what we are planning to talk about like in the past already <laughs> I, what i'm finding funny is just as i looked at my clock it's 107 and 77 percent they hit me and we have and i see a seven a seven on mine too all the numbers all the numbers all the numbers so i'm getting a lot of that mm-hmm. synchronicity and we talked about that last time um but what we're going to talk about because it was uh we were talking about the spirit circle that just went past, which I've yet to catch up on, but was interesting. I saw the comments and, and felt it myself. Um, the energy of this year and what's moving forward and, and how we're, as we talked about, we're instantly manifesting. This year is very much about the high vibrational side of life and living in that space more presently and manifesting from that space um so i'm going to hand it over to Teresa to tell us what happened in the last spirit circle because what happened in that particular one was fascinating so i'm dying to get to the recording oh it's a good one so for for those who by the way rach correct me if i'm wrong rach knows like all of the inner workings of our website but 
aren't they able to buy the recording of the last spirit circle in our yes, shop? They can. I just haven't put it actually in the shop. So if you buy it, I will see it and I will send you the actual link. Right. So, so let's just explain really quick that the, the full moon energy it's called, can't say the word, cumulative. <laughs> Try again, Therese. Cumulative, meaning that it's going to keep building until we reach the new moon. So full moon is all about letting go and releasing. So you have a two-week window in which using the exercises we did at the spirit circle are still very potent and will work for you because it accumulates all the way up till the day of the new moon, which is the grand release and then new moons are all about drawing in energy drawing it in and calling um, so, in what we're act exactly call in clear so, out. call in clear out exactly so how you can remember that yourself is just look at the moon right so from a full moon the full moon is at its peak right and then it starts to shrink visually mm. uh, and a new moon is at like zero point and starts to grow so that's a good way to help you remember it um, the last full moon happened on uh, universal time on January 1st, 2018. 2018, remember, is an 11 year. So we had a 1111. So we had like all these 11. So January 1st is, looks like an 11, even though it's two ones. And then the universal year of 2018, which is an 11. And the sun and moon and Neptune were all at 11 degrees. So that what an 11 signifies when you look at the hold on got to put my phone down at a number 11 you see the portal right you can it's a portal so they were talking a lot about this portal energy that was available to us and specifically with all the uh flavors if you will of the moons and the signs that they were in or the planets rather and the signs they were in we're talking about how to let go of limiting beliefs limiting beliefs so this is where it got really fun and powerful for the group because we started to ask questions about uh well what are limits we started really looking in as a group and a lot of people gave amazing feedback uh, about what are some limiting thoughts that you might not have realized were limits that are stopping your growth so rach let's actually do this right now together we'll do it as if we were spirit circling um, so let's, so Rach can play too. Um, let, and by the way, you were there in spirit. We called, I we was. all called you in. So you were there, but, but it was Jax's birthday. So she had it to was. go be mommy. <laughs> go be mommy yeah, to a one-year-old. And we had to go out for dinner that night. We didn't have the party, but here's the funny thing. I fell asleep. I was so tired that just before one o'clock, I'm like, I have got to go to sleep. I slept for the entire spirit circle. So I actively was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we called you in several times, so I, I believe it. Um, so let's let's talk about this like we did it in the spirit circle. And and hey, Caitlin, she's saying it was so powerful. It really was. So we were looking at certain areas of our lives where we would like to see growth or expansion, and we were looking for limiting beliefs or thoughts in those certain areas. So, Rach, pick an area. An area, um, body, health, well being. Let's mm. body. So it's one I'm actively. Oh. yeah, this is good. So let's talk about body and specifically. 
I think this is something that a lot of women, you know, and it's, it's a belief that society really reinforces, but age and the body, what are the beliefs around (laughs) your body and age? Um, That we have to age. So (laughs) there's no escaping it. Right. Now that seems pretty logical, right? It feels like a thought that you have to adhere to because everybody else does it. Everybody else believes it. It is the accepted general belief that we have to age. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, here's the other belief, as you get older, things start to break down. So you, so things like mobility become a problem, sight, hearing, mental stability, those will all start to break down. And interesting, as I sort of think about that, I think I ask myself the question, at what age does that happen? Right. I used to think 60, what? but my mum's now 60. I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> but isn't it interesting that you're asking that question, which in turn is a program you install. Mm-hmm. At 60, my body will start to deteriorate or break down. Um, 60 equals old now is the 60 is the new old in my head. You know, what's really funny is that we're talking about this and I think it was yesterday, uh, scrolling on Facebook as you do. And there was a video there talking about the true age of your body and it was going down by different body parts and they were like cells, right? Are like two to six days old at max six days old. Your body on a cellular level is nearly six days old. They were talking about other things like hair follicles and how they were only six months old. Your hair is only six months old, Except right? And so, but yeah, but the, well, when it falls out though, right? Like, cause the hairs will naturally shed themselves and new hair will appear. And those, those hairs, uh, when they reach their natural length for most people are six months. There's some people who can grow really long hair, obviously. Um, but generally that's a, maybe a year it max if any, right. And th- and this is, you know, we're talking about the new growth part is all up here, but, uh, surface cells are continually shedding, which means you are continually releasing brand new surface cells. So the truth is that the things we're told about the stomach lining actually was another one that they talked about. And I think that was the one that was two to six days old. Which just, it was fascinating to look at all these different pieces of our body and realize that at most, some pieces may be up to a year old. A year. I think bones are the oldest and they're like seven years. So every seven years, basically every seven years, your body is a complete new body. Exactly. And it's our thoughts that continue the disease and the illness and the weakness. So it exactly exacerbates or keeps having a a chronic or ongoing problem, which is absolutely fascinating. It is, right? And so isn't it funny to get these get the facts which our logical brain dies for? Like it just wants proof and facts everywhere. So here's your proof and facts. These are the things that have been tracked and known, and yet there's a belief which is stronger than the facts in your head that tells you that at a certain age it's all going to stop or that at a certain age it's going to deteriorate. And it's it's a lie. It's a lie basically because it doesn't have to be that way mm. yes, it's so interesting i've certainly read a lot of things around um you know part of the reason we do age the way that we do is the toxins in our body it's the the things we put on our face it's the things we eat you know all of those play yeah. a factor 
um, mindset is also a massive one. So you, know, you, you can, and we know people that, and we do it, we, we eat all the right foods or try to eat all the right foods. We have all the right supplements and we, we don't put technic, like chemicals in our faces. We've changed all of that. We've taken the chemicals out of our homes. We're all doing these things to in, enhance our own health, but it also is slowing down the aging process. So then it's really just the mindset, the beliefs around what do I, what should I look like at this age? Or mm-hmm. what is now, like losing weight is harder when you get older. Um, all these beliefs are beliefs that we hold on to at a subconscious level that then determine our physiology. So you could create a release statement right now uh, based around any of those thoughts. You could say, I release now and forever the belief that... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that I have to age, I, that my body has to show signs of age or... Uh, degradation Mm -hmm. right exactly um so that's a perfect statement to focus on and work on right now now notice we're not trying to program the new in not right now it because right now the the focus and the energy is on making the space for the new because if you're like most people, you probably wrote down what you want already. I have a full journal like going <laughs> right now of what I want and how I plan to get it. It's all written down. Um, so, you know, ca- calling in our desire is fairly easy, I would say, because it's pleasant. Yeah. It feels good. This part's a little more challenging. Doesn't mean it, it can't feel just as good. I think it's actually quite exciting when you realize that there is a limiting belief that um, like, for example, we had one around money um, and there's a lot of limiting beliefs around money, but like that, for instance, that money is the only form of wealth. Now that one hit me quite interestingly because I naturally in the, one of the words that I think I associate with money is wealth. They're constantly tied together. And yet you can be wealthy in other ways, including abundant and prosperity wealth without the money part. Now, this one might actually shake a few people up. But like, how do you do that? How are you wealthy without money? Rage. Oh, God. I mean, it, it depends on what you connect wealth to. So for me, my true wealth is in my family. It's in me having my, my beautiful kids and my husband in my life. That's my, for me, that's my true wealth. I and mean, the time that I get to spend with them, that's my true wealth. Everything else kind of gets taken care of. But I find when I focus on money being the wealth, it takes me into a place of feeling not enough because there's always, you need more money for this, more money for that, for everything, the new house, the new car, the, uh, there's always a need for more money. But if I can sit in the, the wealth of my family and I've got, abundance of love i've got abundance of of fun and and everything i gain from my family then my wealth is is so much more significant and fulfilling than just the new money and the things for me one of the phrases that came up was my health is my wealth Mm. um because without if i was not healthy if i was Mm -hmm. not at the capacity i am now i wouldn't have the ability to do the things that I'm doing now that would create income or, or money um, as well as taking care of my family mm. as well, you know, as well as being able to provide service to others without my own health. 
I'm very limited with that. So health and wealth, actually, I mean, it's no mistake that they sound the same, (laughs) that they're connected on purpose. Um, So that's another way you can look at uh, what is a limiting thought. I can actually give you my limiting beliefs. Yeah. Let me give you, like, for those of you watching, you've got a a pen and pad handy, you'll watch it later. I'm going to give you a couple of digging statements and these are stuff that I teach in the Source for Shift training is how to dig into your subconscious to find what your limiting beliefs are. So let me give you a couple of um, digging statements that can help you to pull that out. So one of them would be wealth is. So write down and spend, say, 10 minutes just writing, ending that sentence. Wealth is everything that comes to mind and and, um, work not to repeat yourself keep going yeah all of that and all of that and all of that and if you force yourself to write that down for 10 minutes 8 to 10 minutes you'll start to see what you subconsciously believe is true so wealth is and wealth isn't that will also tell you what you believe wealth isn't um, which will give you two sides of the coin I would love to do that for health because actually the statement that I made about health being wealth Mm -hmm. uh Caitlin says that she finds that quite triggering and I can understand why, mm-hmm. but I think that there's um, the limiting beliefs there about health as well. Yes. Yep. So either wealth or health is wealth or health isn't, you could do all four of them to find out what you truly believe is wealth and what is health. And then you can sit back and have a look and see where the limiting beliefs are. And a great place to look at where limiting beliefs are is where you're comparing yourself, mm. which is something that I, I would want to say, you know, because circumstances for each of us are different. And health for me is not the same as health for another person. It's just not. It's, it's not. And so it, one of the ways that we create self-imposed limits is by comparing our life our circumstances and situations to that of someone else. Mm. Yep. Here's another digging statement. I'm not healthy or wealthy unless dot, dot, dot. And that will let you know what criteria you are judging your health and wealth by. Uh, Mm. This is a great question. Agnes is asking, what about misconceptions? Um, Implicit bias that it's harder to get pregnant at your 40s. Well, I did it so this she just busted that misconception well i mean was it as easy no (laughs) but was it possible hell yes so it's looking at you know has somebody else done it it's not impossible if somebody else has done it i would like to throw out a statement that might sound wackadoo to a few people and is i have no proof and can't base it in any actual evidence but i have heard several different um, anthropologists and um, <laughs> and people who uh, study quantum physics and people who have um, who study uh, ancient um, civilizations and things like that have all suggested that human beings have a naturally longer lifespan than what we are living, that something is stunting it. And it might be the foods we eat, the chemicals, it might be a combination of things I can't tell you, I don't know, but the suggestion is that human beings' life cycle should be closer to 200 years, which when I heard that blew my mind. I was like, 200 years. And they were saying that, you know, that uh, one person was saying that we're 
spiritually children, that we're considered spiritual children because we are literally stunted in our age. We're never allowed to mature to our full peak. Um, but when they were talking about this possible 200 to 500 year lifespan, they were saying that if, if we were, if human beings were allowed to progress to their full age potential, that we wouldn't actually be done learning till we were about a hundred years old. Like schooling would go a lot longer our, because that would be our youth and that mm. we'd start having kids at 150, but we would be these like incredibly wise sympathetic, compassionate, understanding, fully developed beings by the time we have kids. Really patient. Really patient and not not old people. We wouldn't be withered up and like, mm. you know, like barely able to hold them. We would be healthy, robust, look like we were in our 20s, but have the uh, life experience and maturity of a 150-year-old being. And that would be middle age, right? So that thought, whether it's true or not, really cracked open the uh, concept of lifespan and age and um, experience <laughs> and the capacity of the body. And, I, and it's a belief. Again, it kind of comes back down to what is your beliefs? Are they limiting you or expanding you? Are they creating limits or possibility? Possibility. And here's the thing, like, it doesn't matter what we believe to be true. But what we believe to be true determines what's possible for us. If we believe something is impossible, not possible, extremely difficult, and we already know this about manifesting, you yep. are manifesting the difficulty. You are manifesting the impossibility. You're telling your body, oh, no, this is difficult for us, and we believe it to be true on every level of our being, that it's difficult, that now we've hit 40, it's fucking over. Um, right. Then your body will go, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a pro. It's pro highly programmable to respond to belief, which is the um, the way the team talks about it. It is the fuel that moves us through life. Is belief. It literally it powers us. It empowers and powers us through life. Um, and it, Caitlin's just adding here that uh, she read that Janet Jackson had her first kid at like fifty two. So this reminds me of another episode that we had done where we had talked about how our thoughts um, are like when we think about something, we type it into the Google bar the Google. of our mind. That's right. <laughs> the, universe, the, Google. <laughs> the Google of our mind. And the universe brings back um, matches, matches. Mm -hmm. to prove our belief. So, which, you know, if... Which um, solidifies the belief within us to go, oh, look, see, that showed up on reality or that happened to me. Oh, that must be true. Right. So if you say that, you know, kids can't you, happen after 40, you'll get a lot of external world feedback agreeing with that statement and, and solidifying that belief. If you say, show me where I'm wrong, that I can't have kids after I'm 40, you'll suddenly meet Rach and you'll meet uh, a Janet Jackson or you'll get lots of feedback suddenly about all these women who are having beautiful, healthy, vibrant children after the age of 40. Both, both are true. You can find examples mm -hmm. for both. And, it and really there are also has people who are 20 who struggle to have children. So right. you know, age is kind of irrelevant. It comes down to you, your body, your belief your systems, um, the environment that you're in, the toxicity levels is a thousand things, but mindset is such a big one. 
<laughs> so Tim is being a sassy little oh, monkey. <laughs> yes. He's saying that his belief is he now has two arms. I have to agree with that statement, Tim, because in a dream I had, you did. So, you know, I, I can only confirm that for you. <laughs> you do have two arms. One of them's physical. One of them's metaphysical. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, keep working on it. Let's know how you go with that. <laughs> awesome. Um, yes, there's social proof, but there's also the fact that, um, oh God, there's so many ways that we've talked about this, but there is the Native American belief about the two wolves that live inside of you. Um, there is the wolf of the positive energy and there's a wolf of the negative energy. And whichever you feed, that is the strongest. Well, I, I would say that that paradigm also works with beliefs. So either you believe in your limits or you believe in the possibility. And whichever you feed, you will get proof of, you will experience in your life. And here's the thing. You have tens of thousands, more than tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of beliefs around a given topic. And you actually can hold simultaneously opposing beliefs because there'll be part of you that goes, Oh, well, I don't believe that's possible. But, oh, but there's a part of me that really believes that it is. And you know, you've, you've had that. So you can hold on to two completely opposing beliefs um, and yeah. getting rid of those and changing those is not an easy thing to do. Although it is simple. Does that make sense? It is a well, simple it, thing to change, but it's not necessarily easy to do. And Abraham Hicks talks about that in their speeches. She, she likens it to a train that has an engine on either side. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really go anywhere and you don't quite manifest anything because there is a, I believe in possibility, which choo choos you this way. And there's like, nope, everything has limits or everything is finite or, you know, and that it's, it's a tug of war. It's possible. Maybe not for me. But <laughs> which is why it never gets resolved in your experience because you haven't gone all in either direction. Mm. It won't be resolved. No. So, I mean, that's why I teach the source for shift technique because in that is a suite of tools that helps you to uncover what's happening in your subconscious to find where you are feeding both wolves or got mm -hmm. that choo-choo train. Um, so you can start to reprogram or even deprogram the crap to be feeding the one wolf, to be putting the, the fuel into one engine to go in the direction that you actually want to go. So if you don't have a technique or a tool where you're doing this work, where you're changing things at the subconscious level, because that's changing it in the body, then you need to look for something like that. And if you're interested in source of shift, then you can absolutely go to our website, but get a tool, do this work. Cause that is what's going to make the biggest shift, particularly this year. It's, it's really now the high vibrational year of good things. You want to get rid of the shit that's holding you back. Right. Right. Because it'll, it's going to manifest uh, in your present moment experience. It's meaning that if you are, if you're doing all the work, right, trying to get into a high vibrational state, but you're not staying conscious. So here's what happens is we meditate, we do the feel good work and then we leave it there. And we go off and we go back into default mode where we might have this little tug of war happening at the default level, which I think a lot of us do, mm -hmm. you know, it requires, because usually in default mode, what, here's what's happened. We've shut off the holistic intelligence and we're working with 
logic. We're working with just this up here. The problem solver is usually what stays awake and active. Everything else has gone dormant because we're not staying present in our life. And so what happens is you, you end up experiencing in your moment to moment whatever is going on in default mode. And what Rach is saying with the source for a shift technique is you're going in and reprogramming default mode mm. because it is, um, I'm trying to find a word that doesn't sound like hard or challenging, but it is a, an effort to continually stay present. It takes a lot of practice uh, and it takes a lot of um, new habits to mm. be continuous. Continuous. That's a new word, right? <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, and I find basically the more that I do the source for shift work, the more that I clear out the crap, the more I find it easier to stay present. Right, right. And so you you have less moments of being in brain fog or reactive, and you have more moments of um, conscious decision making, which requires holistic intelligence. It, it cannot be done by just the mind. The mind is not connected to our consciousness. Our mind is our intellect. Just this right here is an intellect. It's like a computer that's a problem-solving machine. That's it. That's what its job is, and it's good at its job. But it, it is not connected to our higher self energy, which is where our knowing lives, which is where intuition lives, which is where our higher self conscious mind lives. Mm. That's in our holistic intelligence. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> With that, shall we open up? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I want to like just recap it. So to, okay. to recap, what you should try to work on right now, if you can, um, is looking for limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Any Clearly. area that you're asking for something, what is a limiting belief that's blocking it from already happening? Mm. And you can tell life? you've got limiting beliefs by looking at your current reality. Where are mm -hmm. things not what you've been trying to manifest here? You know, is it your wealth? Is it your health? Is it your business? Is it your love life? Whatever it is, wherever it's not working, it's because you've got some limiting, maybe some, maybe a lot, maybe heaps of limiting beliefs that are determining your reality and your experience of it. So start there. Fantastic. All right. So now, <laughs> now yeah, we can open it up. So if you've got a question that you want to get some coaching slash psychic information on, now is your time to throw the questions into the chat and Therese will start reading those out and we will answer as many as we can in the next 15 minutes yes it looks like we've got one already uh from erica hi erica hi erica she says wondering about my mom's presence around during these hard times i've been going through with a relationship if she hears me when i talk to her yes absolutely oh. she does <laughs> First thing got. yes she's right there absolutely Absolutely. So um, what's interesting, and I saw this recently with somebody uh, who had passed over, but he showed me a perspective I didn't understand before, which is that when we're talking um, to spirit, and I should have got it because this is how I get, I get into the zone. I have to connect to my higher self to be able to um, use my mediumship ability and talk to people through spirit 
is I have to get into my higher self. But what he showed me that was so shocking was, um, you know, we, I often used to just kind of dismiss that when we're talking to spirit, like I'm in the room here and I want to talk to my grandma and be like, Hey grandma, you know, and I do, I say like, Hey, what's going on? You know, like, how's it going? Is it, can you, you know, send me love and protection. I hope you're doing okay. And I'd be talking like she's sitting here, right? Like, and I'm thinking that from this little Therese level, I'm talking to this spirit energy. It's not like that. What he showed me blew my mind. Now imagine you could go up some stairs in your brain or there's a tower. Like imagine there's a tower inside of you. And at the very top, there's a big uh, balcony space. Okay. Well, when I, when I step up my energy and align it, I go up into this tower and I'm in this balcony space. But now imagine that when you get up there, there's all these other beings up there too, these higher self energy. So when spirit talks to you, when you talk to spirit, they're talking to you at that level and you are there. And I think that's the part that really like confounded my brain for a second when he showed me that because he was uh, really worried about people that he loved and letting go because he, he was worried that they wouldn't be there. Um, like he didn't want to be physically distant. And then he showed me when he got there that his higher self was there. And so was his family. They were all standing next to him and he had so much relief because they're right there. He is not separated by physical distance or this great realms of distance. Like we like to believe he was standing right next to his wife and his kids and and all the beings that he loves, they were right there in this, like, imagine this little party opening balcony space. I don't know why that comes into my mind. It just helps me see it. Um, so they were all right there. So when you talk to your mom, when you talk to anyone who's passed over and you're talking to their spirit, you're actually talking from all the way up there. And they're standing there right next to you and you're up there. Does that make sense, Rach? You're in yeah, the same proximity yeah so another way that was described is like they're just in another dimension but it's it, like the, the worlds exist together but they're just right there so it, they're not so far away in fact they can no. spend there as quick as a thought um, but, but you're in that dimension too that, that was the shocker mm. is that you're i was thinking that they were talking to me from that dimension to this no, one the the higher there. selves are actually together right there so you got, you're in the same dimension as spirit. And, and that makes sense. Like when I say it out loud, I'm like, why was that such a hard thing to grok? But I think that uh, on a personality level, which is this level that you're seeing me at and Rach at and yourself, um, this is the level of personality. And I, I think that my personality just really wanted to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Like it was like, no, it, it's happening where I, I, Therese, this personality can understand it. And the truth is, um, just remember that, you know, it's happening at this level where you're right there with them. There is no separation. There's no difference. They are fully active. You are fully active. The only difference is that you're also active in this other dimension. That's mm. really the biggest difference. So yeah, talk to her. You just connect. She's mm -hmm. there all the time. Like she's not mm -hmm. missing any of this. No, not, not at all. Um, okay. Awesome. Uh, Anna says, I'd like to know if there's anything going on with my tummy. Uh, if I'm being strict, wait, 
if I'm being strict, I'm okay, but the slightest deviation results in a lot of issues. Is it just intolerance, a bug, or something else? Mm. Okay, so here's the thing, and it's quite—it's hard to understand, but this is what I'm getting. It has to do with this new food or whatever gets introduced that's not part of this kind of regimen you have going on is acidity is what's happening. And it's like even just a touch of this acidity shifts the balance of the flora in the stomach. And I think we're all seeing that. Part of it has to do with the fact that as we're moving forward and we're going through all these ascension energy changes, our physical bodies are changing with it. And it's one of those hard things to kind of grok or maybe even accept. And I want to say that it could just be a belief and maybe it is. Um, but as we are making all these energetic adjustments and we are, we are changing energetically constantly right now. There's just an influx of um, downloads, uh, energetic exchanges happening, vibrational changes in the body. What's happening is that it's throwing us off. You can't quite do anything normally anymore because everything has to be more of a vibrational match to you. And anything that is not a vibrational match is really out of alignment. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I just burp a little bit. It's like, oh my God, I'm bloated mm -hmm. and sore. And it takes longer to get it out of my system because my system seems to be really delicate and sensitive right now. And, and it is, and it's not just you and it's not because of, um, it's not really the food. It has to do with vibration and really raw food or clean food, I guess is a good word for it is of the highest vibrational alignment and anything that doesn't kind of match what you would consider clean is out. Does that make sense? Mm. Play with also the vibration and the belief around the food. Um, this is something I've been playing with is before I even eat the food is raising the vibration of the food to its highest level of nourishment. I give thanks to the people, the animals, the plants, the nutrients that provided the food for me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. using that also to then raise the vibration of the food. Um, mm -hmm. But I've not been as reactive this trip and I've been really indulging in lots of stuff. It's been lovely. Um, yeah, that seems to have made a difference. But play with that and see if, if it's also if the She's right. and the, the, the raising, changing the energy of the food makes a difference. Well, she's right because, again, you know, uh, you can take something that's really quite, I don't want to say like awful, but something that's not good for you. Bars. And you can consciously suggest and decide that you will receive nutrients and health benefits from this food and anything that's not in alignment with that will pass easily from your system. Um, and, but it is a conscious imbuement. And I think that what we're going to have to start doing as we get more and more sensitive is really consciously imbue our food. Like Rach said, raise its vibration, thank it. Um, you have a vibrational effect on it. And I think that we're going to start seeing that this, conscious awareness is going to start coming back. You know, the ancient cultures did it naturally. I mean, there's so many cultures that would spend time um, 
blessing the food that that's not just something that like your grandma made you do which did. Is, she did make <laughs> like, you do it but she, the unfortunate part is that we were never really given some deeper insight as to why no, you just repeated the prayer right so once you understand why it has um a, a massive impact on the food that you eat mm. so let's know how you go with that yeah yeah Okay, good. She's going to give it a try. All right. One more question, then I'm going to have to go save my stepfather from my little <laughs> boy. Okay. 6.44, by the way. 1.44. There we go. Uh, okay, one more question. Tracy says, I'm wondering if a guy I met, Mike, is someone I will have a long-term relationship with. I've asked for friendship right now because my fears are going crazy, <laughs> and I feel like he's a, he's a soulmate, but not sure if I should be with him or not. Not sure if I can trust him. The fears are uh, of another woman or even my death, which is really weird. Okay. I would clear your fears first. You can't get any real clarity of whether someone is truly right for you until you clear your fears. Right, because it's like suitcases you're bringing into a relationship. Absolutely. And know that built, trust is built over time. You don't go into relationships necessarily having full trust. It's you know, giving them enough space, enough rope, so, so to speak, to hang themselves or do the right thing with. And it's the repeated seeing them do the right thing or act respectively, respectfully or you know, treating you the way that you deserve to be treated continuously for you to go, yeah, okay, trust them a bit more, trust them a bit more, trust them a bit more. Um, and then when they, if they do something that rocks that trust, there's an opportunity to discuss what happened, to learn from it, because it's always a two-person thing, it's never just one person, um, to find out what your part of that played out and then to rebuild, renew and continue to build more trust. So trust is something that is built over time um, and it's okay not to trust someone completely at this point. And the to address the death part, you know, there's a lot of things that create death in our lives that are not necessarily physical death, even though our mind uses the idea of physical death to explain it to us. But it just might be a sensation that whatever happens from this relationship, you will be changed. You mm. will be, some part will have to die to be reborn to the next, the, the next higher version of you which might be why you're looking for a way out already because yes. you sense that there's eminent change that's coming from this and resistance can be strong. You know, if you feel if a part of you, especially if it's a resistance or some negative um, old energy feels like it's about to die, it's going to put up a fight before it goes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So let this, potential new relationship, let it trigger all of your fears, let it trigger all of your stuff, write them down, clear them out, do the work. Um, and whether it goes somewhere or it doesn't go somewhere, you're either going to evolve and grow and heal as a person that could be an amazing partner, um, or you're going to decide that this isn't the one for you for whatever reason. But in, the in that time, you've healed stuff that's going to attract in a different person. So this is a and just. And then notice when it comes to relationships, man, does our mind love to get involved? Like, tell me the answer before I go in so that I don't have to. Because I don't want to get Relationships are more like walking into an arena where like the whole point is to do the game. Like the arena is the point to go in 
and test your metal, like test who you are, find out more about yourself through the lens of this relationship. So to try and figure out who you are or what it is before you go in there, like there's got to be some part of you that's laughing about that because it's like, come on. Here's, <laughs> come here's the other thing. Um, I guarantee you any relationship, whether it's the right one or the wrong one, you're going to get hurt. And here's why. Because if you're going into that relationship with any baggage, that person is going to trigger that baggage and that always fucking hurts. So you're going to feel pain, but it is an opportunity to either heal or create a boundary mm-hmm. and go, nope, I'm not going to take that, move forward. Um, so you can't save yourself from that. You could, but you're closing off from the possibility of real healing and real love. Absolutely. And that pain, even though it's going to be felt, doesn't have to be felt uh, to the degree that you might be afraid it will. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be traumatic. The brain will tell you it's going to fucking hurt. It's like ripping the goddamn Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah, it hurts for a moment. But then real yeah, exactly. healing can begin. Like, come on. Yeah. So be brave. Yes. Be brave. All right. So with that, and she says that that all resonates with her. Um, we love you, dearly. Fantastic. And that Tim is deciding that wine is full of vitamins and absolutely good for me. And I <laughs> like that. <laughs> So I'm going to take that one too. <laughs> I'm going to get my, you know, preservative-free organic wine. That's absolutely the case. It is good mm-hmm. for my soul. Fantastic. So uh, thank you so much for being with us on this podcast. As always, find us on iTunes. Yeah, subscribe to our channel. Um, give us some love so we can get some extra content to you this year. This is the year. This is the motherfucking year. <laughs> For everything, let me tell you. For all of it. So this is going to happen. Um, and with your help, it is, it is undeniable that it will happen. So thank you in advance. Thank you for that. <laughs> all right. So until next time, relax. We got this, Jesse. This, is, this happened. <laughs> Jesse. She needs one. I need wine. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this. 